a don't be shy. Use your lady things to jiggle. Use your man cash to wiggle. Come on, you can shake it. Yeah. Grab a drink with a crazy straw and suck on it. Anything goes with Paratopia. <laughs> and welcome. Paratopia, welcome to our first ever Paratopia special. This is actually um, a conversation that we had after the Deb Cobble interview. Uh, so it's Jeff and Lee Townsend and myself, and it picks up with me asking Lee about his own hero's journey, where he literally went out alone into the dark of night, into the woods, to face his fears. Take it away, us! Lee, you know, we're talking about dealing with this in the dark and, and all this, and, and you literally went out into the dark, into the woods alone to deal with this. Was this yes. your moment? I oh, was, fuck it. I don't know what's going on. Pretty much. I said, I, I, you know, I don't even care anymore. I'm tired of being owned by this. I'm tired of being to the point where I can only sleep two and three hours a night because I'm so engrossed in finding out what the hell is going on and coming into a point of, Actually, having some some sightings, some of some events, whatever, and being so totally afraid, just as we were talking before, you sit down in front of them, you tell, you know, piss off, I'm not going to believe you. Well, yeah, that's great to theorize about that until you sit down face to face, and then <laughs> you know, see if yeah. you got the cojones to do it. I was gross. I was engrossed and gripped by the fear. So I said, I've got. I have to do this. And and I went up there. I went up to uh, you know the Southern Catskills, and I found a little spot, and I pitched a tent, and I sat there and said, "Well, I'm going to spend the night. I'm going to spend the night alone <laughs> on yeah. the mountain, you know." And then uh, I'll get the inheritance, and when if I wake up in the morning, so yeah. And in a sense, I did. Well, hmm. did you? You lost your sense of fear about this as a result of this, right? Absolutely, yeah. Now, was and that, I could, was that you I can, losing your sense of fear, or was it taken away from you? Great question. Great question. All I can you know, report what I, is what I reported in, in the prior show. I went to sleep. I was woken up in the middle of the night, and I see a, seeing a light coming, moving in the sky outside. You know, through the through the sheer tent, and. Um, this is the the the, mo- the most oddball thing about the whole thing is I said to myself, "Oh, it's you," mm-hmm. and I, to this day I don't know why I said that or or for what reason because a I didn't know well on consciously know who it, or what it was, but as soon as I had as soon as I said that I was just zapped into another place in my mind. I was still inside the tent. I know that I wasn't transported aboard aboard a sh- spaceship or anything. Like that, at least that wasn't my perception, but I had a vision in in front of me, and it was all symbols and all very, very, very quickly flipping symbols, and it was a whole matrix of them. And they were all different. They never stayed long enough for me to consciously pick up, or you know, I couldn't tell you what. You know, it might have been circles and squares and crosses or whatever. But it was like a like a really 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 fast flip movie, 
And that's all I remember uh, out of the whole thing. And uh, I woke up the next morning and I was like, I was like cured of fear. That's the only thing I can say. That may have been totally may have been internally generated. It might be it might have been externally generated. Same thing as Deb said earlier on the show. I don't know. Well, were you um, aware of yourself in your body as this was happening? It was almost like a lucid dream, if, if you will. If you want to, I was in that lucid state. I mean, people talk I, about downloads. Do you, do you feel like you were downloaded? In a sense, I think that's a great analogy. I do. I, I really do. And I, you know, we we know enough about the, we know very little about the way the mind really works, but we know enough to know that the consciousness doesn't assimilate information anywhere as nearly as quickly as the unconscious mind does. So whatever message, whether it was generated from beings from Zeta Reticuli or you know generated from uh, a deeper part of myself or you know generated from God Almighty. Or, or Satan himself. I don't know. All I know is I was. I felt as if I was given a gift, and that was a loss of fear. Uh, and when hmm. that happened, did you ever question yourself, like why, 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 why? Uh, because you know, one of the things that that the Jacques Vallée book pointed out to me was um, that there doesn't seem to be a direct uh, cause effect with with this stuff. So why would one cause the other? Did that ever? occur to you like you you've always thought of this in terms of the beings right i'll tell you jeremy and, and yet, well there's this weird download and now you're not afraid of the beings and the whole situation or right right well i you know i don't know i don't know all i know is is you know cause and effect i can't i can't put the two together as i can't say that seeing this uh little baseball scoreboard flipping images told you know this download or whatever you want to call it uh, caused the absence of fear, and it may have been just the act of of spending the night alone and having the the the, the balls to do it in the first place, with, which caused the secession of fear. I, I don't know that that's the case. I, I I couldn't tell you. However, and and you know, I did uh, write to Whitley about it, and this was about a mile or two from his cabin where this occurred, and this was during a period of time where he was having regular contact regular goings on and he indicated that that he thought he had the feeling that they were probably were there checking me out whatever that means hmm. you know well you'd had experiences before this right yes but nothing and there again nothing that i consciously fully that i have any kind of full fully conscious recollection of i have been uh been regressed and been hypnotized. I was taken back to an incident once when I was about oh, about eight years old, and um, apparently whatever it was that occurred when we got up, you know, I got right right into the place. I was, you know, you could hear my voice. I was speaking as an eight year old with it, you know, with the, um, I, I was back at the eight year old place. And then uh, when we got up to the event in particular, I just uh, kind of spontaneously jumped out of whatever hypnosis state I was in. Hmm. And I think uh, I surmise that that was as a protective mechanism uh, that it either I, I didn't need to know, I sh didn't have to know, didn't want to know, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever. But uh, we never actually got to a conscious recollection. I do have flashes of of being in places where I don't ever remember being for a certain, you know, certain incidents. And I have, 
I have a real affinity or I really got struck and this is as many people have um, who, are, who are drawn into this whole thing the the resonance with the with the face on the cover of communion although that was not exactly right as there's there was something wrong there was something wrong with the angles on 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 the on the being on the cover of that but just the eyes was enough to really get me thinking well was that the thing was that the event where it sort of made you flash back and see patterns with these snippets of memory or did you always sort of know mm. like you remember remembering at the time let's say when you were eight do you remember waking up the next day or whatever it was and remembering something weird or did that all just uh, together <clears throat> yes and i'll tell you what i saw when i was eight was basically the tops of heads through a tent through uh, there again camping out uh, outside and seeing you know it was an old canvas tent at that time and there was a you know the screen the screen window and i remember seeing the tops of little bald heads like three or four of them and i have somewhere along the lines a description I, I see in my mind's eye a picture of a hand, and it is very distinctive, and it is de- definitely not human. And I will spare the details of what it looked like because I use that as a baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, on. Uh, well, do you? I'm just asking. Do you remember? Rem- uh, did you remember that from eight years old onward, or did that come back to you as like a flashback at some point? From near as I can recall, Jeremy, that has always been with me. And, but it, but it was nothing that, nothing that really resonated as a as a real oddball question. I would say maybe the heads I remembered early on, but the hand I definitely I, I don't think that I did. So what was your until later on thinking on this? Like when you sort of, I mean, did you put these little snippets of things together and go? All right, what's going on here? Demons, aliens, delusional? Like, what was pretty your- much? And the catalyst for that would have been probably around you know eighty eight, eighty nine, something like that, around the uh, time that I first uh, got in touch with communion. Mm-hmm. And then I started to look. Oh yeah, I've had things happen after, and I've had 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 an anomalous event, a sighting event that I reported to the police. I, I mean, I remember the event clear as day uh, 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 of what led up to it anyway. I remember the sighting. I remember where I was. I can tell you what lane of the road I was in. I can tell you, you know, where I turned, and, and I know everything up to a point. And then I have little flashes of memory. And then the next thing I know, I'm, like, getting all excited, saying, I have to report this. So I drove to the nearest police station, not really it was realizing it was like 45 or an hour, 15 minutes. It was, it was later, a lot later at night. You know, I mean, if I was leaving at 8 o'clock and, and only took me 15 minutes to get to the, uh, um, to the police station, it was like 10 or 10.30 by the time I got to the police station saying, have you had any reports of UFOs tonight? No, sir. <laughs> okay, bye. What about after your camping trip? Was there anything after that that happened to you? <sighs> I'm trying to think of the event, and I'm trying to recall if the event with the the birds in the fog bank, if that occurred before. I or thought that after. was before. I think it was before. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't think I've really been plagued afterwards. Put it that. Well, way. I mean, I think that again. I mean, going back to the more you give, the more you get. Yeah. Uh, I I think after that thing, um, 
I mean, I remember distinctly that someone called us up with some kind of report down in Calvert Cliffs, mm-hmm. Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I called you up. I said, "Are you ready?" And you're like, "Dude, I'm not, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. I'm like, I'm like, really? You you really are done? I mean, I know you said that, but you really are. And you're like, yeah, I'm just kind of like not. So you like after that, you completely detached yeah. from the whole thing. I went into semi-retirement. Well, actually, I went into retirement. Yeah. From the field. Yeah. 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 And and um, you know, and then since coming back into this, mm-hmm. um, since that point. You, you know, you've had a couple of little weird, couple of weird things, things. Nothing that, that would constitute a sighting. No. I mean, I, I well, well, see, <laughs> well, the one thing. Well, except for that one thing. <laughs> no, um, no, I would, I would occasionally, and I described this to Jeff early on uh, back in the springtime. I was living in another state, and I would uh, go out, go out back of my apartment. I lived on a ground floor apartment, and I would go outside and look up at the sky. And there would be a light show up in the sky. Okay, big deal. Lights show up in the sky all the time. But this flashed. I mean, it was very large and very bright and probably, I would say, probably in the order of maybe like a minus or minus five or minus six magnitude. I mean, a really, really bright light. Orange light, pop in and then go out. Almost like, hi there, just checking up. Right. Um, We're still here. Whenever you're ready, you know. Uh, and this is going to sound really weir- weird. Um, <laughs> now this <laughs> on is this gonna, show, yeah, no, right. impossible. Um, I was, and this probably the last occurrence um, that struck me as being really w- unusual was seeing a bird disappear uh, right in front of me. He was flying, and then, and then I didn't look away. I didn't look away at all because I was seeing this bird flying across the highway, going. He's really low, and he's going to get hit by a truck. And he didn't get hit by a truck because he got as soon as he got in front of my field of vision, it, and I watched it the whole time, it wasn't there anymore. It's not like I glanced away and glanced back. I looked at it, and I saw it there and then not there. You got a whole thing with birds and highways, don't you? I got this bird thing, I guess. (laughs) I had a similar thing happen in Gettysburg, except uh, I don't know what it was that was flying, but it disappeared in front of me. Yeah, yeah. This this is interesting. You know, Barbara Three Crow just told me of an incident of, I don't remember, you know, what she, it was some like lucid dream or something she was having, Mm -hmm. uh, I think involving grasshoppers. uh, And she woke up and there was a grasshopper sitting on her chest. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Sounds I, like I, your I mouse. Yeah, no? <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, and then we go back to my mouse. Now, you know, did I really see a mouse even the first time? Was that real? Because I've never seen a mouse since. I've never seen a mouse before in this apartment. Maybe that, too, was a disappearing mouse. You know what I mean? Like, I just assumed yeah. that I saw a real mouse Yeah. Uh, that, for some reason, walked into the center of the living room and, and just sat there in a way that mice don't do unless they're completely sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got up, um, it scattered off and then I never saw it again. And then that night I had this really, like, I, I just kept obsessing over it because it's like, once you lose something like, like that, it's like, oh crap, where did it go? You know, now I've got a mouse in the house, you know? Right. So I have this really lucid dream involving like bugs or something in a, in a jar, but then, but then the mouse and it, and, and there's something about it that just kept getting so real and real and real. And I'm lying on on my uh, on my right side, and I feel like sort of come out of my head, 
a oh, mouse, and I can oh, feel the weight man. of it and the pitter-patter of its feet, and it runs across my head, and I wake up, and I see <laughs> it leap, and it jumps, and I wake up, and I see this thing, and it just dissolves in the air. Wow. <laughs> and I just assumed that that was because I was so obsessing over this real incident, but maybe that first incident wasn't even real. Mm. You know? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's... Okay, now first we're from flying saucers. Now we're to disappearing animals. Well, I just like I just like everybody to make a mental note that you have birds, Jeremy has mice, and I have a guy in a death shroud. <laughs> so this thing treats me like the little bitch that I am. Well, Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! But this goes. I think this completely goes into Jeff's. You know, this thing uh, comes out of you and then falls on the floor. I mean, I think that was sort of what that experience is, is like, yeah, there is this link, you know, maybe uh-huh. in our great concentration on something or obsessively thinking about something over and over again, maybe in some weird way you can make it fall on the floor, at least for a limited time, and then it, you know, dissolves. The, the metaphysicians will tell you that, you know, intent is what sets in 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 motion the mechanics of creation, so... You know, there may be something to it. I don't know. Can we uh, empirically prove that uh, scientifically? I sincerely doubt it. Yeah. And a bazillion dollars to the person that can prove it, you know? Well, go back to uh, dear old tenants, Terrence with his uh, uh, DMT tykes, you know, uh, singing, singing objects into existence right in front of his face. And then they're emphatically saying, do it. Do it, and mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, then out comes this glossolalia like singing, and you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I think to me, I mean, when I walk away from that, that's the message, you know. Maybe that's just my own, again, my own preconceived notion. It's like, can we sing things into existence? Can thought be our song to make things uh, up here to manifest? Like, are we able to do that? And we're just so steeped in materialist society that that's that's. That's already in the brain. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Now, yeah, it, by the same token, I'm not going to go up on the, the roof of my Cape Cod and jump off saying, I can fly. I know I can do it. I know I can fly. Can I have your guitar first? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know I can fly. I mean, that's not where well, we're this going. Is, this it's, is the problem that I keep seeing. Uh, you know, we uh, For the last interview on the Black Fridays, interviewed Jay Widener. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is all about that, who's all about you create your own reality. And if you, uh, you know, train hard enough, you can levitate giant rocks. How do you think they built the pyramids? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, no. <laughs> and it's like, well, if that's true, why don't you do it? Like, why does right. nobody who, who preaches this stuff ever say that they personally can do it? They just say right. that humans can. And isn't that great? It's like, well, do it. I- yeah, I don't know that that, I mean, see, and that's like, see, that's where I disconnect from it and go, no, 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 you're, that's. Again, you're trying to fit it into something. I don't think it's something that we can overtly control. I don't think I think just the way Jeremy's mouse happened is what I'm talking about. You're in an altered state at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the requirements or the demands is that you've got to you you can't do that mm-hmm. in this space mm-hmm. in this. You know. I, I talked about an experience I had waking up, seeing faces of people mm-hmm. in my, in, like right here, like, right. like it was in my face. Right. And these people were people I worked with, people I've known, and, and they're like, you're all the same. You're all this one thing. And in my chest right here, I feel, yeah, 
that's it. That's it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then, but now mm-hmm. I think of that, I don't feel that epiphany at all. And I don't, in fact, I don't even feel that. Mm-hmm. But in that state, I felt that. Uh, yeah. And again, it's the bringing it back. Right. How do you bring it back? Uh, it, it, can you? <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible that the answer is pretty much <laughs> something that, that, that all of these different elements seem like they're mutually exclusive, but there's some common thread that does yeah. indicate that it is all connected. Yeah. I don't know what. I, I, who, yeah. who the hell knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, so in the end, one, you're... <laughs> one connected thread is that you're in a state where your wake uh, state brain chemistry and your dream chemistry are colliding, right? Or working in tandem somehow. Yes. So that's it. I mean, you're bringing out unconscious stuff into consciousness or dream realm stuff into the room. Right. And the second that your brain goes right back to complete normalcy, mm-hmm. well, you can't see it anymore. You know, you, you're getting into, you know, and we're talking about the discussion that's probably best served by the cosmologists and cosmogonists, but, you know, and really getting into what is the nature of reality. And this all might be pointing us to that and uh, pointing us to asking the right questions about it. Um, and I think we find that once we do get to an answer, it's quite likely that these answers are so personal. It doesn't matter if it's shared. It doesn't matter. You're not going to sell a book about it because that is entirely, completely a moot point. It doesn't matter by that time. Yeah. However, these are the catalysts. These are the things that, that are the, the genesis of the thought process that, you know, they do have strangeness in common. Most of them do. Yeah. You know, um, where does it take us from that? You know, I, I, I just keep keep going back to that. And that's why I say it's, a, it's an intensely personal thing. And if you go, Jeff, with the concept of saying, okay, well, you believe you have this understanding that all these people are the same. We're all the same. Well, and that's still very well may be valid. We're just different facets of it. So there's some little mm-hmm. demarcation between between those uh, those elements of it. Well, when too. I talked to Jeremy about that, he's like, I said, why don't I get that now? Because mm-hmm. why can't I feel like that now? And, of course, that whole thing was was also in conjunction with this feeling of receding mm-hmm. out of me mm-hmm. or receding into something else right. with a noise, like a mm-hmm. in my right ear. Now, my first impression I, I, is okay. Well, is 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 your feeling then is going to be the arbiter arbiter of that reality? I, I, I mean, you know what? What's weird about it is, is that it felt like there was something on the right hand side mm-hmm. that wanted to recede me out. Okay, as bizarre as that feeling was, that I didn't like, and that I would continuously grope to go, mm-hmm. I, or I could pull myself back out of that. Right. I could go. Oh, <laughs> right and get back to being on the bed again. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the back of my head. I didn't see me and Lisa. Le- I know it was just receding into blackness. Okay, in there uh, on <laughs> on the right mm-hmm. came music. Mm-hmm. After seeing the faces, came music, and I was like, "Wow, that's a really good song. I should like totally go downstairs and write this up." And blah. and as I'm thinking about that. Mm-hmm. It's pulling me backwards again. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like, look at this. Right. Come here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it was, and it, I was like, no, no, no. And after a while, it it, it just seemingly just gave up. 
Um, Resistance is futile. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let me throw this idea out. Um, that perhaps the reason that you could feel it then and you can't feel it now is because you weren't you then. You were right. this other state of mind. And in that other state of mind, I mean, again, just look to dreams as the analogy. Um, mm -hmm. Everything is you in the dream, right? So if you're in that state of oneness or lack of separation between objects and, and people and all of that, then, yeah, the big revelation, oh, my God, this is all – this is all one thing. This is all me. This, you know, whatever right. that is, is not right. your reality <laughs> when you come back to quote unquote reality. Well, didn't uh, Einstein say that uh, the universe is the field of uh, infinite probabilities? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So dreams are no less real than our real current waking state if you accept that premise. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, if no. you never wake up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And Jeremy asked me at the time, well, what feels more like you? That, laying in the bed receding, or you now? And I got to say, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think the thing laying in the bed receding was more animalistic to me because I felt placated and extracted. And I said, no, you mean no, out of no, out of control, more... Without an, free. E without an ego. But more free. free. Right. And I can say that when I felt like the receding and the blackness receding into the dark, mm -hmm. I told you on the phone, right, the day after it happened, I said, it felt like, like, am I dying? Mm -hmm. Is that what this is? I'm, I'm dying? I've had exactly And you said, well, here. maybe it is a kind of dying. It's a figurative. But yeah. what worries me about that is that my mother has pernicious anemia. Mm-hmm. Before she was diagnosed with pernicious anemia, mm -hmm. she was very, very sick. Unbeknownst to me, as I had just moved out of the house, uh, and, and I don't know if they kept it from me how sick she was or, mm -hmm. or she just put on, mm -hmm. but she said I was laying – she said the most vivid memory that she has of being that sick, that mm -hmm. the point where she told me I thought I was going to die, mm -hmm. was laying in bed and receding into blackness. Mm -hmm. And she said I would struggle – not to go, because I thought, if I go too far in this, I'm not coming back out of here. And that's what it feels like. I don't know if I ever related the story to you. I had a similar thing occurred to me where I was about 16 years old, and mm -hmm. I, was, I was sick, and I was in bed, and I was laying on my side. And this is kind of gross. Um, I, I started feeling that receding. I was going away, and I was feeling like everything. I was losing all sensation. That's it. All yeah. input, all all sensory input was going away. Right. And it freaked me out, and I jolted myself back in. And as soon as I did that, I basically threw up blood all over my wall. Really? Yeah. I had burst a... Um, a blood vessel up in my sinuses, and it was just leaking down. Ah. I was bleeding profusely down the, you know, I, they took me to the hospital and all that huh. stuff, too. But I, I went out freaked out. I thought I was dying, you know. Yeah. Well, and, well, I mean, I that's what it feels like. And yeah. you're, that's exactly right, because I remember that my legs was, like, I have really bad, uh, I have a bad way with physical sensations. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when, I mean, Jeremy and I did the mushroom just to find out what it was, what it's like, what's the similarity, what's the dissimilarity. And that was what I had the biggest problem with. Mm -hmm. Like my hands, I would look at my hands and they, I was moving them 
But I like I can look at my hand now and go, that's my hand, and I mm -hmm. feel this brain body connection connected, to it. Right. But then I didn't. Disconnect. And that would freak me out. And that's what I felt like when I started the recession. Yep. I felt like it's I don't like this. Something's and where am I going? Mm -hmm. what, what am I gonna see? Mm -hmm. That's the next thing. It's like boogity boogity boogity. What am I gonna see? Well, I mean, so, where I, as far as I got into it before I totally freaked, mm -hmm. and, and maybe it was the bleeding that made me kind of wake up or, right. or something, but uh, I, I felt it was a complete and total void. Yeah. I was still real. Right. But I was there was nothing around. Right. Black, total darkness, no sensation. It was just a. I hate the word oblivion, but that's it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, and I have no idea. Hopefully, that's just the curtain. Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's interesting about that experience was it was it it was after Jeremy and I had had this really long phone conversation mm -hmm. to where. For years, he has talked about things with consciousness that I just can't get my head around. Mm -hmm. And finally, this one day, something clicked in our conversation. I'm like, now I get what he's talking about. Now I get where it's coming from. And then that night, boom, mm -hmm. there it was. Oh, that night? It was that night. Wow. Cool. The student was ready. And, and <laughs> yeah. And isn't, just, it, isn't it interesting that, that just a, a final, like, just sort of like deep understanding of something is the trigger to new stuff? Mm -hmm. I mean, how mm -hmm. weird is that? Just think about that on the face of it. How weird is that? It's not mm. even the power of intention or doing any sort of work. It's just like, it, it's, the, it's the opposite, really. It's just, it's sort of a sigh. It's like, ah, I get that. Yeah. And now the next yeah. thing, because once you've right. answered the question, you go on to the next thing. And that's how you know um, most of these people who claim to have these answers have not answered anything because they haven't moved beyond this stuff. You know, mm -hmm. that's wow. that's how you, that's how you know it's inauthentic. <laughs> they're, still, yeah. they're still dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, you're an elitist asshole. Well, again, it's like these are the subtle like problems of of language, right? It's like we we have the same language to describe everything. So yeah, yeah. I mean, how does an authentic person not look like a pompous d douche? I mean, you, you can't. Sort of, you can't. I mean, any any more than like the shaman can't not look like a schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and uh, might I add that you know by the same token to talk about this with complete honesty is to be thought a fool. Unquote. Uh, I guess maybe this would be our neg negative, uh, you know, point is that when you bring up the deeper aspects of this and you start talking about stuff that normal people don't really expose or right. talk about, then you're well, a you, little bit. When you, when then you, you're throwing out wild ass theories, and you right. know, I mean, but that's it, not it, good, right? It's, it's great and it's important. It's critical and crucial <laughs> to ask the questions. Yeah. You know, whatever leads us to asking the questions, there's a bazillion stories in the Naked City, you know, but they, <laughs> yeah. they, they bring us to, to asking these questions. And, and I think this is where your show really is doing the best service to the entire community is not to just accept this crap out of hand for all the sensationalist junk it is, but it has real meaning to it. Mm. And, you know, we don't know what that meaning is. Meaning is we don't have the, uh, the, the, you know, the magic answer or anything. But I would just, you know, continue to urge your listeners and urge everybody to continue to ask 
ask, see, yeah. you know? Well, and, and don't be afraid to throw out the wild-ass theory. Exactly. I mean, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, I love doing it. And, and, and going back to the previous program, um, you know, the, Whitley would say, right. that's what this is doing. Right. You know, it is building. Well, I see, I see on the chat, you know, a lot of the chat blogs and things like that, people are poo-pooing coast to coast mm-hmm. because he's just not. He's just putting all these crackpots on. He doesn't, all he cares about doing is selling his show. Well, whoop de doo! You know, he's making his own. He's he's making a living at doing it. <laughs> yeah. But he's bringing. He's providing a forum where people can talk about this, and, and at least it's it's something that. Uh, it's, a, it's a gateway drug to deeper things. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I mean, I, I. But then you look at the people who are the 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 hardcore believers that you know. No, this is no. It's definitely the Zetas. Well, that's you the know, line of demarcation that, in this that, for me. You know, it's right. like that's. That's what we have talked about so many times. It's like, how do you change the field? You don't. You, don't. you start another level of inquiry. Yes. And then the people, then we hope, then that then becomes something that people get involved and participate in rather yeah. than being a player. Yeah. Like, let's all get together and think. <laughs> yeah. Jer- uh, Jeremy, I think, that's, that, I think you hit the nail right on the head. That was the importance of, of this episode was bringing somebody who is pretty much Set the baseline standard. Right. Said, wait a minute, hold the phone. That ain't what's going on. That this ain't is, what I said. This is not what, I didn't say that. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, yeah. And as far as us, you know, uh, uh, what this show is doing, all I can say to that is, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is Thank the most important mean. paranormal show ever in the history of... Man. That's right, yes. Uh-huh. Let me go get my champagne suit on and grow a beard. Yes, which is why less uh, and less people will be listening to it. Right. <laughs> no, I think we're just. I, I think the only thing, and it, it is weird. Like I said before, how this how all has progressed, you know. But well, who's going to label you for a, as a crackpot for asking questions? Oh, plenty. Uh, you think? Oh yeah, yeah. Jerome Clark. Yes, thanks, Jerome Clark. Yes. Uh, 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 for all the for all the, for all the great work that he's done, and how you know how much I thought we'd agree upon things, it turns mm. out we don't really agree on very much. Hmm. So you know, it's it's it, it's just um, it, it and it you know what and it, it, my my view of it anymore is like that's okay, mm-hmm. no problem, uh, because at a certain point you've got to just draw the line yourself and go, I can't. I can't take any more of this, right? Because this is not accomplishing anything for me. And so, where do we go from here? And that's that's what me and Jeremy, when we sat down to talk about a show, we didn't want to have the common players on all the time, but we wanted to go outside mm-hmm. and see what threads we could tug on there. I mean, that's like it's all exploratorial here. It's sure, like, that's what it is. So well, it's like they've forgotten. You know, it's like they've forgotten that they never answered anything because it's like for you to say, <laughs> right. to keep saying. Gee, what is this phenomenon? To them, is like they roll their eyes and they're like, "We already answered it. It's aliens. Don't you get it?" And it's like they don't realize right. that right. that's a belief that that they didn't. What, what really are you new? <laughs> yeah, what are you new kid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 